All right, what is up, everybody? Uh, welcome to the first episode of the Thompson and Teach Talk podcast. Uh, we're going to be doing lots of things on here. Uh, we'll be talking all things sports, MLB, NBA, uh, NFL, obviously. Who knows? Tennis, maybe. Maybe we'll dabble. <laughs> Uh, but today we're gonna be uh, we're gonna be doing our 1.0 mock drafts. We're gonna be running through them one through 32, just the first round, and we're gonna be seeing you know who has who who pieced together a better draft. All right, Reed, you wanna you wanna kick things off here? Yeah. So um, starting things off, the uh, first pick is obviously the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, I have them going Trevor Lawrence in the first round here. Uh, Trevor Lawrence, great pick. Uh, pretty much the consensus at this point. Earlier on, uh, when they signed Urban Meyer, a lot of people were like, oh, they might go Justin Fields for that Ohio State connection. That right. kind of died down after a couple days, though. Uh, when you look at Trevor Lawrence, he's kind of the clear first overall pick now. Generational talent. He sits in the pocket probably better than anyone else in this draft. Um, earlier on in his career, wasn't the best at identifying coverages last season really worked on it and came out and kind of, you could see him like audibling more and more at the line of scrimmage when he could read coverage and see what he wanted to do with it. Uh, obviously he's like six, six great size and good speed for being six, six as well. A lot of people underestimate his speed, but really good at running when he needs to and can pick up good yards and all of that. That's kind of why I see him comparing to uh, Patrick Mahomes a little bit, mainly for the generational talent. Can't really see him being just like someone else. It's kind of hard to identify him that way, but also he does have some similarities. Okay. Uh, You know, I like the pick, obviously Uh, the Patrick Mahomes comparison is interesting. It's very interesting. Yeah. I went a little bit of a different route with my comp on him, but anyways, the number one pick for me, the Jaguars take Trevor Lawrence. Like you said, it is the consensus at this point. Pretty much everyone knows the Jaguars are taking Trevor Lawrence. He is the clear-cut number one overall pick. To me, he I mean, he's huge. He's 6'6". He's over 220 pounds. He runs yeah. well. Like you said, he's got sneaky speed. He's got a great arm. Uh, the only thing... I'm worried about with him at times is ball placement. Yeah, I, I, that's, a, that's a valid I, concern. I don't like his ball placement at times, but besides that, I mean, he's he's the prototype for for an NFL quarterback. Uh, so yeah. I, I I think like I have said before, uh, I think he has the second highest ceiling out of quarterbacks in this draft. But I definitely think he's coming in the most NFL ready. Yeah, and if I, I can agree. With that. If I had to compare him to anybody currently playing in the NFL, uh, I would compare him to Josh Allen, but in I th- in a better way than Josh Allen. Josh Allen's very good, don't get me wrong, but I I see Trevor Lawrence as like a more a more calm in the pocket Josh Allen. Yeah, I I like the comparison, especially because he's got the size. He runs kind of the same way, too, where he only runs when he needs to. This year, the Bills kind of used him as a runner a little bit more, and uh, Clemson does do that a little bit with him, too. So, like, I like the comparison there. All right, moving on Uh, to the number two pick. Okay. Um, So I do want to say we are doing this draft 
like we're doing the draft straight up. We're not like trying to predict. Like we're gonna okay. talk about some trade ideas we have, but yep. like we're just going like if this team is picking here, this is who we think they should take or who they're going to take. So at the second pick, I do have the Jets taking Zach Wilson, uh, quarterback out of BYU. Zach Wilson kind of came on out of nowhere because he goes to a small school. He's kind of like kind of tinier. He doesn't like have the size that the other guys do, but the, the ability is there for sure. Uh, Zach Wilson probably has the most accurate passes, especially in that medium range, which is kind of where you want your NFL quarterback hitting all the time. Uh, He's very fast. Very mobile in the pocket. I do want to say he does tend to run like quickly. Like he makes snap decisions with his running. Yeah. So like sometimes he'll scramble out and instead of like trying to reset his feet and look downfield, he just takes off. And like earlier, like early on in his career, that's going to be fine. But I think as he develops, if he can start looking to extend plays rather than just scramble, he will develop really well especially because he has a great deep ball. Like, the accuracy is questionable sometimes on his deep ball, but his arm is for real. Like, it's very strong. Yeah, that's true. And then the other thing, I just, I kind of did just mention this, his decision-making is a little bit questionable sometimes. And then I compared him, my comparison is for him, I'm going to say Baker Mayfield because of the size, like his size, the way he plays is very similar. He really likes to run those play action plays where he gets the chuck the ball deep. He likes to throw outside the numbers, stuff like that. I like the comp. Uh, for me here at number two, uh, I also have the Jets taking Zach Wilson. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I really like his deep ball. Uh, I think he's like you said, he's very accurate. He's he's definitely the most accurate passer in this. In this quarterback class. And, yeah. you know, I don't really watch BYU games, which I feel like is a fair thing to say. <laughs> because, yeah. you know, who actually watches BYU? But, I mean, Zach Wilson was kind of must-watch TV. So if you're doing that at, at BYU, then there might be something special about you. But yeah, I, am that's worried, I am worried that it could be a Johnny Manziel situation with Zach Wilson. I, I see him being a guy with potentially the lowest floor out of these like top four QBs, but I also mm-hmm. got a pretty high ceiling. And I gave him, I, I you know, I gave him a lot of props with my comparison here. I I, I compared him to Patty Mahomes, but not as dynamic. He he's not as elite, and I don't think he ever will be. But a lot of the things he does in terms of getting out of the pocket and finding guys downfield, I think yeah. it looks very similar. He's faster than Patrick Mahomes, and he, he doesn't make as good of decisions like like we've said. But yeah, I, the I, I style's But yeah, I got Zach Wilson going number two. Okay, uh, so I guess moving on to third pick here. So a lot of people are projecting the Dolphins to trade the third pick. I know you were going to want to talk about that, so I will let you. Uh, but I'm going to say I think that the Dolphins are going to go Devonte Smith. If they stay here, um, we've talked in the past. We both think Jamar Chase is the better receiver. However, right. I think Miami really is going to want that West Coast offense. Devontae Smith fits really well into that because he runs like 
cross routes very well. He gets the deep ball when they are going to go like play action and try to throw one deep. He already has chemistry with Tua. I think it's a good pick for them. Uh, some stuff I really like about Devontae Smith. Devontae Smith's probably the best route runner because he's got the small frame. He's so he's quick, uh, very explosive release. So if you press him, you're going to regret it. Uh, another thing, uh, what they like uh, at Alabama last year, they really liked to throw him uh, jump balls, even though he's like 5'11 or whatever. Yeah, he gets his hands on every ball, even if he has no attempt to catch or no chance of catching it. He will make an attempt, which is great to see. Very good at stopping uh, picks from happening, which is one of the reasons Mac Jones's interception numbers were really low. Yeah, uh, a lot of people like you, you don't usually watch incompletions, but if you watch them for Alabama last year, it was really cool to see him swap balls away and stuff. And then his catch That's radius awesome. is just phenomenal. Yeah, I, I mean, I do, I, I do like Devonte Smith, but uh, like you said, I'm gonna move into my number three pick here. Um, I have the Dolphins taking this pick, but uh, like you said about the trade, my my thesis on 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 the trade views here, I don't think the Dolphins take this pick. I think the Chicago Bears are going to try if they do not land a Deshaun Watson in the off season. I think they are going to try everything in their power to take away this number three pick because I think everyone is is in a general agreement that the Falcons will go quarterback if Justin Fields is available. Uh, and so I think the Bears, I think they go all out and they trade to the Dolphins because I think the Dolphins are looking receiver regardless with this pick at number three. So I think mm-hmm. the Bears say I think they tag Allen Robinson and then I think they end up trading him back to the Dolphins, maybe throwing a first round pick or a second round pick. I mean, it's a good deal for the Dolphins because you're looking for a receiver either way, and you're getting a guy who's arguably top five, top seven in the league in terms of receivers. It's a good deal for the Bears because you, if you could somehow manage to keep your first-round pick, you can just go receiver there or just go receiver in the second round. This is a pretty, It's a pretty nice receiver class. This is a late-round receiver class for sure. We're going to see some interesting guys yeah, going like third or fourth round that people sleep on. Right. I mean, if you're Chicago, obviously you would hate losing Allen Robinson, but you'd also love gaining a Justin Fields. Yeah, but and that receiving court is pretty deep in Chicago already, especially if you add a rookie. It is fairly deep, yes. I, but I think if the Dolphins keep this pick, I, I have them taking Jamar Chase. Uh, at this spot, I think, even though he opted out, I think he's too good to pass up on. He's big, he's physical, he can get deep on you, contested catches. He does a little bit of everything. I mean, as good as Joe Burrow was that that, that year with LSU, uh, you have to give credit to Justin Jefferson and Jamar Chase. And to say that Justin Jefferson was the wide receiver too in that in that offense is an understatement because he really was. Yeah, and he's the majority of the targets. And look at what Justin Jefferson's doing now. So I think yeah, I think if I had to choose between Devontae Smith and Jamar Chase, I'm taking Jamar Chase every time. Okay. Uh, so at the fourth pick, so yeah, so I kind of see someone trading for this third pick, especially a team looking for a quarterback, and taking Justin Fields because he's probably the best available there. But if that doesn't happen, I think the Falcons are they're ready to move on from Matt Ryan. I think they're gonna go try to get Justin Fields here. Uh, Justin Fields. 
at Ohio State, great quarterback. He's got the best deep ball in the in the cl- in the class for sure. Between the the strength of his arm and the amount of accuracy he throws his deep ball with, it's just phenomenal. Uh, he's he's very mobile, especially as he lost that weight in the off season. Yeah. And during during COVID, when the season was like suspended for a little bit, uh, he can make any throw. Uh, short, medium, deep, outside the numbers, inside the numbers, into con- like contested every throws available to him, and yeah. his especially and he can throw contested balls because of the the crisp spiral he has. It's super crisp and it's super fast. His ball velocity is very high. And uh, also we saw, especially last year, the leadership, which is a huge deal in the NFL for quarterbacks. Yes. Yes, he, he worked really hard to get football back for the Big Ten. He worked really hard to give himself a chance to prove that he was the best. I think he almost did it. I think he had a couple rough games, and it, it kind yeah. of put him below Zach Wilson because Zach Wilson was dominating. It was against BYU competition, but he was yeah. phenomenal. I think there were like the Indiana game. He did. He threw a couple picks. He was missing. They were out to receivers, but usually, if you have a great quarterback, they they are good enough to overcome. They did win though, which is a huge deal. They did win. They won that game. So he's a he, he's a winner for sure. Uh, and then I know that I think we compared him to the same guy. I have him comparing to Russell Wilson for the deep ball, the uh, the speed, especially like early Russ, like very fast, very quick, stuff like that. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so, I mean, you hit the you hit the what, what's the what's the saying that they say? You hit the the, the nail on the, the nail head. On the, yeah. You hit the nail on the head with this pick because I also have the Falcons going Justin Fields. And honestly, I could see the Falcons trading up for the third pick. Just as much of a candidate as as the Bears, uh, the Panthers could potentially try and take that. Yeah. It'll just come out of draft day. It's going to be up for grabs, I think. And I think the Dolphins are just going to field a good offer. But I, I do have the Falcons taking Justin Fields if he's still available here at the fourth spot. Uh, I, I like what you're saying. Like you're, he does have the best deep ball in this draft class easily. There's not many guys who can naturally. It just looks like the ball touches the sky, and then just <laughs> drops, it drops straight into the bread basket. It's very similar to a Russell Wilson deep ball. There's only a couple of guys in the league that can do that, and that make it look that clean. Uh, I would say Russell Wilson and Aaron Rodgers probably. They both yeah. have the ability to just drop it straight into the bread and they, basket. And they both flick their wrist just like Fields does. Yeah, that's and and not to mention Fields is more mobile than both of them. Uh, so I yeah. will by saying Fields is my favorite QB prospect in this draft. I think he has the highest ceiling out of all these quarterbacks uh, because you can pl- you can run him with any scheme. He, mm-hmm. he can fit to, to any scheme because he's fast, he's got a great arm, and he's smart. He's got great football IQ. You can see it. Uh, he's got good targets. Yeah. He's got good targets at OSU, but. The, the problem with his targets, they're not very big. He's working with smaller no. guys. Yeah. Small He's guys. throwing jump balls to Olave, who's like 6'1". Exactly. Like, meanwhile, guys like Trevor Lawrence are working with like 6'4", six, 6'5", six, dudes, and like Justin Ross. So yeah. they play with a little bit more in college ball. So when Justin Fields makes a, a mistake, you see it because his receivers aren't That's pulling true. those down. 
as good as they are. But I, I agree with your comparison. I, I I do compare him a lot to Russell Wilson. I, I see a lot of a lot of Russ in him. I don't know if he's going to be that great, but uh, I definitely think he has the highest ceiling out of all the QBs in this draft class. Yeah, I think you can make the case for him or Trevor Lawrence having the highest ceiling because I don't think it's definitive. No, I, I mean think... I've watched them since back in the lead eight days, back when they were in high school. And Justin Fields just has a knack for beating Trevor Lawrence. Yeah. Uh, especially when they went head-to-head. Very controversial the first time they went head-to-head and Ohio State lost. We don't need to discuss that right now. Yeah. But, uh, then he beat him. So, like, beat him pretty good, too. Yeah. So, I don't know. It's, it's interesting because a lot of people will say, no, Trevor Lawrence is the best. There's no question. But he's going to Jacksonville. I don't know. Atlanta is a better place to just plug in right now. I think, and I think that gives him a chance to just develop much quicker and just look and just be better right away. Julio and Calvin Ridley is a very good receiving core to come into. Yeah. And the O-line is still decent. I mean, yeah, Ryan's slow ass. So. (laughs) All right. Uh, Good to move on to fifth pick. Yep. Okay. Uh, So, I mean, when earlier on in the year, this was a pick that everyone was calling, but it was projected higher. Uh, Penny Sewell to Cincinnati, definitely the best lineman in this draft class. Oh, without a doubt. Plug him right in to that left tackle spot, and you just let him protect Burrow. Uh, he's got amazing size, and then mixed with that, he's he's fast. And he's powerful, so he yeah. can zone. He can zone block. He can pass block. He can power block. Like he can do every block you need him to. He he's also a great puller. You don't usually pull the left tackle, so like it won't you won't see it a lot. But uh, Oregon did use him that way a couple times when they would shift pockets for Herbert a couple years ago. And they would use him when they would pull the pocket to the right, and he would come over and block an edge rusher, and he was phenomenal at it. And then also, this is probably his weakest aspect, but he's still above average, is his hand placement. He does have a tendency to get his hands on the outside, which can lead to holding penalties. But if you can clean that up, which it's very easy to clean that up, you just get him a coach that can work with him and get him to like shift his hands, teach him how to block the exact same way with his hands in a different spot, and you'll be perfectly fine. Uh, it's really hard to compare linemen because it's you just don't see like you don't the see same kind of attributes out of them. Right. But I did say Taylor Lewan because of the size and the ability to block in every like scheme. Okay. Okay. Uh. I agree with you. Uh, I think this is potentially the the easiest pick the Bengals have made uh, ever, minus Joe Burrow. <laughs> it's just it, it's as simple as that. If Nasuel falls into your lap, you take him because your O line your O line is tragic. Uh, you're about to ruin Burrow's career if you don't improve. So I think you have to grab Nasuel. He is a stud. I think he's a generational offensive lineman. Uh, I, I really don't have much more to say besides he's just an easy pick. And will he be yeah. there? Anthony Munoz? Who knows? Yeah, I don't. I mean, the hype around him is 
higher than the hype that was around Quentin Nelson when he went to the Colts. Yeah. But I think like this, like he can be that good. Like I agree. I think he could. I think he could. A year or two, he's gonna be phenomenal. Okay. I think it's just an easy pick there for the Bengals GM. Yeah, they're lucky that he's still gonna follow them at five. That's all I can say. Yeah, there's just a lot of when, the when they were losing all those games and they were like projected like second or third, people were like, they better hope they don't win, <laughs> so they get screwed. But luckily, everyone above them needs a quarterback. <laughs> all right, I'm gonna move on to pick six here. Uh, and I will say this is where our lists really start to differ. So yeah, well, this is gonna be fun. Uh, Eagles. Philadelphia is in a really weird spot. They they don't really know if they trust Jalen Hurts. The offensive line is always injured. The receivers are subpar. The defense is terrible. I think you need to go defense here because if you if you had the ability to go Sewell, you would. But you don't right. want to reach for a lower tier lineman now. So I think they're going to go defense. And I have them taking Micah Parsons. Um at linebacker, I think it's like they need to address everything in that defense, but I think that they should go linebacker because I think this, I still think Micah Parsons is the best defensive player in this draft class. Uh, he he opted out, which hurt him for sure. But uh, two years ago at Penn State, phenomenal. He's quick, but he also hits hard. Uh, He's able to read the play as it's like forming and react perfectly to what he needs to do, especially on play action. He's really good mm-hmm. on play action. Uh, and he's also an amazing pass rusher. So you, you can also put him in that like Mike linebacker role and kind of let him decide or not decide, but kind of let him drop sometimes, rush sometimes. And he, he shoots okay. gaps good on rush on run plays as well. Uh, and then, he, yeah, and the last thing I have here is can drop coverage, which I already said. Uh, my comparison for him is uh, Devin White. Like, I don't think he's going to right away be Devin White, but I think the skill set is good enough for him to kind of grow into that good of a linebacker. Okay. I, I like it. I like it. Uh, and number six here, I mean, let's be realistic. At the end of the day, it's the Eagles. Uh, the Eagles are going to make the wrong pick. Sorry, Philadelphia fans. Uh, it just is yeah, what it is. That's fair. <laughs> this is a horrible pick, in my opinion. I have the Eagles taking Devontae Smith. It's not a bad pick because, I mean, he's a Heisman winner. He's a very good receiver. Like you said, big catch radius. I, I like him a lot, but I don't think he's the right fit for their scheme at all. Uh, I, I don't either. If I were them and, t- and I were to take a receiver, I'd rather have Jalen Waddle go, but the Eagles won't take Jalen Waddle, I don't think. So I have them going Devontae Smith. Uh, the Eagles are going to follow his hype. Uh, he's got a lot of it. He's a Heisman winner. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's say he has a good combine. So I could see I could see them taking a chance because, they, I mean, they love their receivers in Philadelphia. As That's well, true. They also hate their receivers, but they want one to love. So I, I see them going Devontae here, and I think their fan base is going to love it, but I think it's the wrong pick. I, I think so, too. Uh Devontae just, like, when I think Jalen Hurts, like, leading an offense, I don't want Devontae Smith as my receiver one. No. You know? And the problem is, Devontae Smith is probably going to be good enough to be a receiver one on most teams, including the Eagles, because their receiving core is not very good. So, yeah, I think, 
like it's a good pick. He's a good player, but I think it's the wrong pick for the Eagles. I think that's a good. I think that's good because the Eagles are notorious for drafting wrong. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Moving on to number seven, the Lions. Uh, uh so I have the lot. Okay. The Lions need defense. I know that, but I have them going Jamar Chase here because I I can't make I can't put Jamar Chase lower than this. He's yeah. too good. Yeah, he can't uh, slow. And also, I think also Lions know one player isn't going to fix their problem. Um, they want. I think that they should take a Jamar take Jamar Chase here, and. Give Goff a chance. Give him a big target. Give him a great receiver and say, can he perform? Is this the guy we want? Uh, you traded for him. You got more picks coming in the future. Drafting one defensive player here I don't think is going to fix anything. I think that they should kind of treat this year as a let's test out Goff and see if we want to resign him or keep yeah. him. Yeah. Uh, I have uh, Jamar Chase. I mean, you've already talked about him, but yeah. Catches everything. Uh, when he's in midair, he literally contorts his body like so well to get the ball. And he's ginormous, but he's still so fast. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I, I do like the pick the more you talk about it because I do think – because, I mean, he's already got good targets, Goff. He's already working with TJ Hawkinson, DeAndre Swift yeah. in the backfield, uh, Marvin Jones. Quintus if they get Galladay back. If they get Which Galladay, I don't, think they will, but. I don't think they will either. But that could be a very good receiving core. Yeah. And if Jared Goff's system, we've seen him perform before. So maybe he does it again. I don't know. Uh, for me at number seven, uh, I have the Lions taking Micah Parsons. Uh, so I went on the I went on the flip side of the coin here from you. Mm-hmm. Uh, you address the offensive need. Uh, I'm taking the defensive need because Lions defense is the it, it's if it's not the worst in the NFL, it's the second worst in the NFL. It, it's, it's very awful. bad. It's terrible. It's awful. And they need to improve. So getting a middle linebacker like Micah Parsons, a guy that's going to drop coverage, a guy that's going to rush the passer, a guy that's going to it's he's going to be able to man up on tight ends and running backs. He's fast. He hits hard. He's the guy they need because they can do a lot with him. So when you're looking for like a, a defensive pick early on and your entire defense is bad, you need a guy that's going to be all over the field. A guy that's impact is going to be made. That's true. Not, not just one place. That's why I never like a D-tackle – and not even a D-tackle pick. I like D-tackle picks. It's why I don't necessarily like like a free safety pick in the first round. Yeah. Because he's only going to be on one side of the field usually, and he's going to be in coverage. But a, a, yeah, a guy that's... a linebacker, if he's this elite, like Michael Parsons is. Now, the only problem with Michael Parsons is off-the-field issues. He's got a lot of concerns. Yeah, he's good. Of... And the problem also there is Detroit doesn't have the structure right now to keep him from making off-the-field issues. Yep. It's not, a, it's not a New England Patriots by any means where they won't tolerate it like he's gonna he's not gonna be sat down and be like you can't do this or we will literally cut you like that's not that's not gonna happen yeah so i i mean and also i didn't think about this until just now but you do have a good point picking micah parsons is almost kind of like picking two players on defense because he can make so many plays yeah yeah that's a good that's a good point 
uh, I also compared Micah Parsons to a Devin White type player. Okay. I also think Micah Parsons could be compared to a guy like Roquan Smith. Uh, I I don't think he is. I, I think Roquan Smith is going to be. I think Roquan Smith is going to be one of the most elite linebackers in the NFL for a lot of years to come. I don't know if that's the case with Micah Parsons because I don't know about his leadership and his like character all that much personally. But he has the tools. Yeah, it'll it'll be interesting for sure. He definitely has the tools. All right, we'll move on to pick eight here. Uh, okay, I think so pick here. Yeah. Uh, pick eight is pretty interesting because right now Carolina is in talks about trading like their entire team and all of their picks or whatever. But <laughs> uh, they need a quarterback. They they picked up Teddy Bridgewater. I, I, I hate to say it. I'm a Saints fan. Watching Teddy Bridgewater when he came in for, for Drew Brees, I don't know why people were like he should start again in the NFL. He literally didn't do much. He did enough to win with a great team around him. So taking him to Carolina was not the like right decision because they don't have that great team around him, you know? Yeah. So I think they're going to take the, well, not the last quarterback because I do have another one coming, but the next guy, which is Trey Lance. Um, Trey Lance incredibly interesting prospect uh last year everyone was like if you don't know trey lance you need to know and this year it's kind of the same way because no one listened (laughs) uh trey lance he plays for north dakota state it's uh it's division two but his arm is legit he's probably got the best like like the greatest like the most power on his arm i think the accuracy isn't as good as a justin fields or a trevor lawrence but he still throws a, a good deep ball. He sits in the pocket well, um, and then he, he scrambles well. And I was talking about with Zach Wilson how he, he likes to scramble to pick up yards. Trey yeah. Lance likes to scramble to reset the defense and throw a deep ball. Uh, and you can also make throws off one foot, uh, sidearm. He, he's great off-platform, which is kind of an underrated skill for quarterbacks in the NFL because not a lot of guys like to scramble out of the pocket and throw. But then when we see a guy like Patrick Mahomes do it, we are, we're in all of it because yeah. it's so rare. And Trey Lance is the kind of a guy that does stuff like that. Uh, and I do have him compared to Josh Allen here. Uh, I like the comparison mainly for the, the arm with, yeah. especially Josh Allen coming out of college his arm was insane, but no one thought he could throw the ball to a receiver, which yeah. is kind of a, a concern with Trey Lance. I don't think it's as bad because we have seen him complete many passes. Like he does hit his receivers. Sometimes he misses, but it's not as big as a problem as Josh Allen was having. Um, yeah. And he, and he's fast and he's big, which is always nice. <laughs> yeah. You're not wrong there. Uh, I am in a grants. I have, the Panthers taking Trey Lance at number eight. Uh, I only have them taking Trey Lance, though, if they don't acquire Deshaun Watson. If they do, this pick will most likely be traded to the Texans. So we'll just kind of see where that all unfolds. But uh, Trey Lance, like you said, uh, he's big, he's fast, he's got a big arm. So, I mean, he kind of checks those boxes of, like, when you're looking at a quarterback. You know, he makes your eyes big when you see the highlight reel. But the problem is he is playing D2 football, so we don't know how it's going to transfer. 
But, I mean, yeah. you could make the argument that Carson Wentz has been semi-successful, and he came out of North Dakota State. Or did he come, That's he came, true. Out, of one, he came out of one of the Dakota states? I'll tell it, you was, that. it was North Dakota State, too, I believe. He, he came out of uh, there. So, I mean, yeah, I think it's the same, same place, for sure. But, I, I mean, I could see Trey Lance being successful. I could also see him being a flop. Um, I do. I want to see more of Trey Lance. So I would like to see him start uh, eventually. Yeah, same. I, I want to see more of Trey Lance. But, yes, I have the Panthers going Trey Lance today. Yeah, I think if they do take him and, like, they, like they don't trade, right, and they still have Teddy, I think that they should start Trey Lance. I think that they should say, hey, let's give him a shot. And then if he's if you're five weeks in and you're one and four and he's throwing all these picks and stuff, then you then you bench him and you say, okay, let's let him develop. But I think he needs a shot right away because I feel like if you don't give him the shot, he's not going to grow. Right. And he needs to grow right away. So if he's not given that opportunity, I don't think he's going to reach his ceiling. Okay. All right. Pick number nine to Denver. Uh. Denver is interesting because, like, Drew Locke is bad, but they like him for some reason because they like bad quarterbacks in Denver. <laughs> dances, you know? He dances on the yeah, side. and he dances. It's awesome. Yeah, uh, but also, all the quarterbacks are off the board. They have decent running backs. They have decent receivers. Their O-line is above average. The defense is still okay. Their biggest concern for me is corner. Uh, they lost uh, Chris Harris a couple years ago. Was that last year, maybe? Um, yeah. And they just haven't been the same. I think that they should go Patrick Sertan here out of Alabama. Uh, Sertan, at the beginning of the year, like, you go to Alabama, immediately people are like, oh, you're the best, right? And for a long time, he was like that. And as the season went on, everyone was like, oh, there might be better corners. I still think he's the best. Uh, it's hard to grade a corner when no player in college football will throw at him, which is kind of what happened. <laughs> yeah. uh, I mean, there's only got, one willing to go. Yeah, and it was Fields. Fields was the only guy I saw throw at him, like, consistently. Yeah. Uh, he's got great size and strength, so he can play big receivers, but he's also speedy and agile, so he can also, if you need him to press, like, a smaller dude, a smaller guy, he can, he can do it. And he's got great ball skills. Uh, my comparison for him, uh, a, a younger Jason McCourty, when he was just picking everybody off and flying around the field. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, I agree again. You know, great minds think alike. I have the Broncos taking Patrick Sertan. Uh, I'm just thinking about it like this. Like you said, maybe Drew Locke isn't the answer, but uh, this isn't the year to go quarterback at this spot. Because no, they need to trade. I think you're going to find something of appropriate value. And you did lose Chris Harris. You still have, they still have A.J. Bouye. And <laughs> That's he's true. Not, he's not awful. So if you take a guy like Sertan and line him up with A.J. Bouye, all of a sudden you've got a respectable corner group. On top yeah. of respectable defense, on top of a respectable offense minus quarterback, you might win eight games. And you can also give Sertan a couple, like you can put Sertan on the same side of field as Justin Simmons and let Simmons play over the top and help yeah. him early yeah. on. It's it's a good fit for them to go corner here, I think. I agree with you that Sertan's probably the best corner in the draft. Uh, I, I, it's debatable. There's two guys that I, I see as the top two for sure. Mm-hmm. But 
Uh, Sertan's probably number one for me. Yeah. Okay. Dallas. Pick 10. I don't know what's going on in Dallas. They want Dak, but they won't sign him. They won't tag him. They got Zeke. I think Zeke is kind of falling apart. The old line's falling apart. The receivers are great. They need need defense because they're – League leading defense. I don't know what happened. It just disappeared. Uh, I, I think that they should go corner because I think uh, Caleb Farley is probably the best defensive player right like for them because he's probably the best like on the board right now. Uh, great corner plays like like he's six two right and he plays like it, but he moves like he's five nine. He's super quick. He he likes to dive at balls. Like, he looks like he's 5'9 when he's running around the field. He's crazy fast. He's a ball hawk. He picks people off. And he also drops zone very well because he's tall and lanky. So even though he's fast and he shadows receivers and man, he can also drop zone because he's big. It's a very it's very interesting because not a lot of corners have the ability to do both as well as Caleb yeah. Farley was doing at Virginia. Uh, my comp for him is Jimmy Smith. Uh, because of the size and kind of just like the ball hawking. Jimmy Smith uh, a couple years ago was more of a ball hawk, uh, but he still gets his hand on hands on balls a lot. So okay, that's, that's yeah, I, I don't comparison. I don't mind it. Uh, number ten, uh, I have the Cowboys, who obviously, I mean, they have bigger issues than well, they just have issues. They're, I mean, they're they're the Cowboys. <laughs> Uh, I have them going Caleb Farley as well. I think that he is the second best corner in this draft class, but it's close. It's yeah, close it's close. To the best because he is. He's big. He's athletic. He is. He is a modern day corner because I mean, let's be honest. It's shifting towards bigger guys because you got to be able to guard these monsters that are player and receiver. Yeah. And I, I, I just think. Your defense, as much as personnel looks good, like if you look at the roster, it looks good. You guys were giving up points like it was nothing. So I think you have to go defense here, and I think you have to go secondary because you were getting shredded. You were getting shredded in the pass. Yeah, it was terrible. So you got to go secondary, and the best secondary player available here, it's Caleb Farley. So you take him. Mm-hmm. All right, moving on to pick 11. What do you got for the All Giants? Right, so- the Giants here. Um, I think the Giants have promise. I think it's not a forgot. I don't. I think it's a forgotten uh, team a little bit. You got to remember that defense at the end of last season was top five, like to seven, right? Yeah, they were, they were winning games like single handedly because Daniel Jones can't throw the ball, uh, <laughs> and Saquon's injured. I think they get Saquon back. They can yeah. kind of give Daniel Jones a little bit more of a better situation. I think that they should go Jalen Waddle here, though. Uh, the receiving core is okay. I like Slayton, but he's not a receiver one. I think Golden Tate, I think he's done. But then they have Ingram at tight end. Uh, Sterling Shepard's pretty good. I think that if they pick up Jalen Waddle, he can kind of take over for Golden Tate, and you have a pretty good receiving core. Uh, Jalen Waddle's tough. We, I yeah. don't, You don't usually see a guy who can't walk play in a championship like and run routes it made no sense he would run a perfect route and then hobble off the field like 
it, it it's just nice to see like guys that care that much about their their sport and their craft. Um, he, if he gets the ball in space, it's over. He's got next level yards after catch ability, and also he can he's great at running uh, deep routes and he can catch jump balls. And he's also a good returner. Uh, he had two touchdowns on re- uh, kick returns, one on a kick and one on a punt. He's probably not going to be used as a return in the NFL, but, I mean, he's still good at it. And his yeah. route running's okay. He he likes to run uh, deep routes or short routes. I think he needs to work on the mid-range, like the middle aspect, especially if he's going to the Giants, because that's also where Daniel Jones needs to work on throwing. So, <laughs> right. Uh, I think he's, and then my comp for him, I have Hollywood Brown for the Ravens. He's kind of, like, I don't know. Like, when I think about Hollywood Brown, he's not as, like, refined as I think Jalen Waddle's going to be, but he kind of does the same kind of thing. Yeah, it's the same concept. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I understand what you're going with there. Uh, I, I have a completely different pick here. Uh, I think the Giants love their defense. I think Joe Judge loves his defense. I think he's going to try and make this an elite defense, and he's going to go pick up Quiddy Pay. Uh, I think Quiddy Pay is the best pass rushing pick for you at this point because he is the most NFL ready. I think there's a guy who has maybe more potential, but this Giants defense is in, I wouldn't say a win-now mode, but they are in a, they are trying to be an elite defense now compared to, I don't know, developing a guy three or four years later. Uh, I, I think the return of Saquon is actually going to work wonders for Daniel Jones. I think Darius Slayton's going to have a very good year. I think the play-action pass is going to become Danny Dimes' trademark. Yeah, I think so, too. I think he's going to be solid. And also, don't forget about his feet. When that turf he's monster so, not getting him, yeah. that, he's quick. He might fall every once in a while, but he's fast. Yeah. <laughs> catches up to him every now and again, but uh, he's quick. But I think they I think they invest in their defense again here, and I think they go quitty pay because they do need an edge rusher. Yeah, so I, I think yeah, they can pick up quitty pay. He's, he's very good. I think he'd be a good fit in, in New York. I just like him at I like him at this spot. Yeah. I lo- I think that's a good pick if you're going the other side of the ball for sure. Yeah. Uh so for twelve for me at for San Francisco, I kind of I, I think the guy that I have here is a little underrated. So he I have him high up here, but it's also a very good uh like fit. It may not be the best, the most talented player, but I think it's a good fit. I have Christian Barmore out of Alabama here at, like, D-tackle. Uh, okay. For a D-tackle, great QB pressure. He's great at uh, forcing him, you to throw quickly or even getting a sack. Uh, he's quick with his hands and his feet, so he, he just, like, sneaks through the line. Uh, and he gives 110% every play. Um, my comp here is DeForest Buckner, who's now on the Colts but was dominant a couple seasons ago on the Niners. They lost him. I think you take Barmore, you put him right there. You get your defense healthy, obviously, because that's a, like, the San Francisco defense was destroyed. But I think that that's a a top eight defense again, if you can get everybody back and bring in another guy to rush the pass, especially because he's not going to be doubled because you have to double Nick Bosa. (laughs) <laughs> you have to Bosa. Not to mention Dre Greenlaw. He rushes yeah. sometimes. Fred Warner that's, rushes that's sometimes. Good, that'd be a dominant front. 
you got a lot to worry about on that Niners defense. Uh, I agree with you. I think that the Niners go defense as well. Uh, I think they go a different direction, though, with J.C. Horn. Uh, a little cornerback pick here. Uh, they are losing a lot of their corners in the offseason, potentially. I do think they'll bring some of them back because a lot of these guys, they're, they're, their contracts are up. Uh, but I think they'll bring a couple back. I think Richard Sherman will stay. Uh, I, I'm not sure about others. It might be a little mix and match. But I think you plug yeah. in a guy like J.C. Horn. He's by far and away the third best corner in this draft. Um, I think you just got to address the need because I, I think this Niners team is actually pretty good. Uh, again, minus a quarterback, but there's not much for your value here at this pick at quarterback. So I, I think you just you, you take a guy who you might need in a J.C. Horn, and you take a shot yeah. at him. That's a good pick because he's good. <laughs> All right, 13, L.A. Chargers. Uh, my pick is kind of just like something I want to see happen here. Kyle Pitts. Um you ask like most people, they're gonna say Kyle Pitts is a top five player in this in this draft class, and they're probably right. The yeah. problem is you don't go tight end in the first five picks. That's not how the NFL draft works. He's gonna fall, uh, even though he's he's very good. I want to see him in that offense though. They don't have great tight end play. Herbert can throw. I I love Justin Herbert. I think the receiving core is pretty good. Add a Kyle Pitts where you can you can put him at tight end and he can block okay he can run great routes he's very fast catches everything and you can also put him in that like tight end y position where he like plays the slot like just outside that's the that's where he the what did you say that's the u tight end right is that you my bad and the y tight end is like your big blocking tight end which is what they have in like a hunter henry yeah i mixed them up my bad You're my bad Kyle Pitts would make he he would make a very good U tight end. Yeah, um, and he plays like a receiver, which is yeah he does awesome. He catches the ball and he can he can run for yards and he can juke people out, make people miss, break tackles. He's he's big, but he's also quick, and he's versatile. Like I was just saying, he can play all over the place. Uh, my comp for him is Darren Waller, yeah. mainly for the catching aspect, like. The way that he runs his routes and he goes up for the ball and stuff, I think I think he looks a lot like Darren Waller. Uh, thirteen. I like I like the idea of Kyle Pitts going here, but I think the Chargers invest in their future a little bit and take Rashawn Slater. Uh, I think he's a guy who could play. I think anywhere on the O line. I think he could play a guard or a tackle spot. Uh, and you got to protect your future. you got to protect Herbert. He's clearly the future of that franchise. I think you invest in a good young O-lineman with this first-round pick and just try and try and build a solid— because I like Hunter Henry at tight end. I don't, think he's very, I don't think he's bad. I think they need better running back play, and I think they need better offensive line play, and I think that offense will be elite. Yeah. So I, I like your Sean Slater pick here just to protect Herbert. Maybe improve on that run game a little bit with some good blocking up front. And I, I, who knows? I could I could see the Chargers this year being nine and seven. Yeah, they have a chance to be a sneaky a sneaky playoff team, with like a a lower record, but everyone knows it's good. Yeah. Mhm. All right. Uh, pick fourteen, Minnesota. 
Uh, I got Christian Darisaw here at uh, tackle. Yeah. Um, I think you're right. I think Rashawn Slater's better. I think most people will say that. I think Minnesota's a bad drafting team, like yeah, usually. They don't so draft. I think that they know they want tackle, right? But they're going to go the wrong guy. Not to say Christian Darisaw is bad. He, he's he's very good. He's got great balance. He's yeah. got he's a reliable pass blocker, which is what they need because let's be real, Dalvin Cook can run behind anybody. Yeah. They need people to protect their cousins. And also he's a he's an aggressive blocker. Like he he's really good at just stopping you at the point of attack and just holding you there, which is really hard to do in the NFL. But I think he, I think he's one of the guys that'll be able to do it. Okay. Uh, I like the pick. Uh, I think the Vikings. But I think that Mike Zimmer reinvests in defense again because we all know how much he loves it. Uh, and we all know how sneakily bad the Vikings defense was last year. They were just not very good. They didn't play well. They didn't get a lot of pressure on the QB like I thought they would. That's why I think they go with a, a bit of a prospect here, but he is good. We didn't get to see him because he opted out. I'm, I'm going to say Gregory Russo. All right. Uh, he, he's got that potential to be a game-changing edge rusher. He's big, he's athletic, he's fast, and he's powerful. He just needs the he needs to piece those tools together. He, yeah. he learn how to actually get around an O lineman besides just bull rushing with speed. And when he figures that out, I think he could I think he could be a game changer. Like he could be a Daniel Hunter for them, but I'm not sure. But I think they take a shot on him because we know that the Vikings love their edge guys. They do, especially they Zimmer. Zimmer loves them. <laughs> oh, yeah. They love their pass rushers, so I think they take Gregory Rousseau with this pick. Okay. Not a bad pick. I like that. Uh, for At 15, New England, uh, I have them going linebacker here and picking up Jeremiah Owusu-Koromoa uh, out of Notre Dame. Uh, if I feel like every Notre Dame game you can is on national television, so he got a lot of hype because a lot of people watched him play um he's very good though like there's a difference between being overhyped and being hyped correctly and i think he's one of those guys that are hyped correctly uh he can tackle anywhere like he has the ability to like cross the field to make a tackle on a running back for a three-yard gain he's very quiet quick he's rangy He's got refined coverage skills, so even though he's great in the run, he also drops coverage and plays zone very well. Uh, and he's also really good at, if you run at his direction, he's phenomenal at stopping you from getting outside. Yeah. Which is very helpful in the NFL. Not as much in college because you don't have like a, a NFL-ready guy waiting for him to tackle him in the inside. But in, in New England, you will. So I think yeah. that that'll be a good pick for them. Yeah, I, I agree. Uh, I'm going to go on the opposite side of the ball of you, though. Uh, New England, if there's one thing they desperately need, it's a playmaker. They need a receiver. They need someone to catch balls. And you were just talking this guy up, Kyle Pitts. He's mm. a fantastic, <laughs> fantastic player. Put him at tight end. You can put him in the slot. You can line him up against corners, even. He's fast. He's fairly big. 
He catches the ball well. His routes are clean. Uh, he just looks he looks NFL ready. And yeah. like you said, I also right. compared him to Darren Waller. Very similar play styles. Very similar speed. I just think that if if he falls to a spot right here at 15, I think the Patriots have to take him. Yeah, that's a good pick. I think I might have thought that, but I already had him going off the board. Yeah. So that's why I, I want the other side of the ball. Because I don't I mean, think they take a receiver here if you're New England. No. Uh, what do you got going at 16 in the Cardinals? Uh, so I I have changed up my mock draft in the past couple days. Uh, earlier on, I had them going Gregory Russo. But they just picked up J.J. Watt. You don't need a rookie edge rusher. You have one of the best in the NFL still. So yeah. I have them going J.C. Horn now because I still think they want that defense because their offense is good. It is. Um, they just have to get it together. And I think the more that Cl- uh, Cliff gets experience coaching and the more uh, time that Kyler gets with DeAndre Hopkins, that offense is going to that's offense is going to click at some point this season. I think yeah, that defense I, is still their weakest, their weaker part. And I think if they pick up J.C. Horn, they're getting a guy that plays amazing man coverage. He has amazing press coverage. He's ridiculous at the line of scrimmage. He, you can't get off of him. It's very hard to. And he can play any scheme. So if you want to play a 4-3 or a 3-4 or like a, a 5-2 or something, like I don't know. You can you can trust him to leave him on an island and just lock some dude down for the entire game. Yeah. Uh, and because of I have him compared to Chris Harris Jr. Uh, mainly okay. when he was still with Denver, he's still pretty good, but he's like the slot corner for the Chargers now, so he doesn't get as much like chances to make plays. But I think I think uh, I think that J.C. Horn is a really good prospect to pick up here. Yeah, I agree with you. Uh, I have a bit of a, a pick that I don't exactly think will happen because I think this guy is going to end up coming off the board earlier than I presumed. But I, teams might teams have a they have a tendency to shy away from injury prone players, and an ankle injury for a receiver is a big deal. Jalen Waddle, but I think the Arizona Cardinals, if he is available, they invest more into their offense and take Jalen Waddle. Could you imagine? DeAndre Hopkins, Jalen Waddle, Christian Kirk. It would be a fantastic receiving core. You'd still have Larry Fitzgerald to teach these guys. Yeah. Uh, and Max Williams catches some balls at yeah. a tight end. Yes, he that's does. A, uh, that's scary. And l- let's say Jalen Waddle makes a full recovery and he's right back to his old self. All of a sudden, you have a, a top-tier receiving core. Yeah. And you're you're looking at a guy in Jalen Waddle who I, I like to compare now to Devontae Adams. Okay. Uh, very good release. His footwork is insane. His his footwork That's is the best one of the receivers in this draft class. Uh, 100%. His footwork is nuts uh, when I'm watching him. He's got a, a, a ridiculously messed up ankle, and he's out there in a national championship game cracking the cor- all the corners he's going up against. Yeah. His footwork's ridiculous. He's, his acceleration's top tier. I think he has the potential to be very elite, but I do think teams could be afraid of the injury. 
So I think maybe he slips to the Cardinals here at 16, and I don't see them passing up on him. Okay. I understand it. It's a, it's a lot of good points. Um, 17, the Raiders. I don't really know what's going to go, what's going to be happening with the Raiders. I feel like they're just going to be 8-8 eight and eight for the next 10 years. <laughs> uh, their biggest problem is probably pass rush. I think that they were – I think they were 32nd in – uh, QB pressure and sacks two years ago, and then I think that they were bottom five again in both last year. They just have no ability to get to the quarterback, and their secondary isn't good enough to uh, get coverage sacks, so that they literally just get destroyed by pass. Um, I have them going Quiddy Pay um, out of Michigan. Quiddy Pay probably the best edge guy if you're looking at upside. Um, we could see Quiddy Pay becoming a top five pass rusher in a couple years, or he never reaches his full potential. Uh, he he didn't have, there's not a lot of tape on him because he played like two games and then yeah. uh, opted out for the rest of the year. Uh, but in those two games, he had like three and a half sacks and like a bunch of tackles. He's just a beast. Um, he, yeah. he's great in pat and he's great against the pass, obviously, but he's also good against the run because he gets off the line of scrimmage quickly. Um, so yeah, I think that that's a big need for them. And I think if, he, if they can get Quiddy pay there, they're going to yeah. take him. I think it's a potential big for them. If he falls to that spot in the draft, uh, I, I agree with you. I think they go edge rusher here, but I have Quiddy pay and Russo off my board already. Mm-hmm. So I have the Raiders taking. It's just a Raiders pick, isn't it? Aziz Ajalari. I don't really know a bunch about Aziz Ajalari, but I just see this dude as a Raider already. Like he just he just reminds me of a player I'd see on the Raiders. Because uh, he's from Georgia. He's probably gonna be average, you know. Uh, I, he he has good potential, but you're on the Raiders at the end of the day. Uh, I, I don't know why I'm slandering the Raiders so hard. They're just boring. I'm, I'm not You're a big not. they're just boring they're not fun to watch to me um so i mean aziz adulari i guess yeah no they are boring they hang the ball off way too much like, yeah. josh jacobs is like second in like attempts and he's like bottom uh and yards per attempt so they just hand the ball off and nothing happens. It's it's they're they're a boring team to watch for sure. They are. All right, All right. eighteen. Um, so eighteen. This is the pick that everyone thinks Miami's gonna keep because they do have a lot of potential here to get a good guy. Yeah. Um, I think that for, so for me, right? Um, I had them going to Bonte earlier, so they get the receiver that they want. I think they're gonna keep, stay on offense because that defense is so good. Yeah. Uh, I think they're gonna go. And try to give Tua a little more time, and they're going to pick up Rashawn Slater. Uh, okay. You already talked about him. Uh, he's just he's just really good. He plays every spot, so they're probably going to see where they really have a hole and just plug him in. Um, he's great in run. He's great in pass, and he's quick. He's really quick, which really helps because they like to run that West Coast offense. Yeah. Uh, you know I. I like the pick. If he gets to that spot on the board, they they could really use some protection for Tua. Uh, but I have him going. I have him going with what a lot of people have him going here, just because I like the hype around the pick. Uh, probably won't happen, but I like the pick. I think it'd be cool. 
to put these two together again, I got him going Najee Harris. All right. He's a beast at running back. He runs hard. He runs physical. He's sneakily good in the receiving game. Uh, I think a lot of people are going to underestimate him right away in the league. They're going to think of him as, like, little Derrick Henry. But I, I think he's going to be a solid running back. And they need a running back because Miles Gaskin is not going to be your – he's not going to be a franchise uh, running back. You, uh, need, you need to pick up someone good. I think you do it in this draft. You do you do it either with the 18th pick or your second-round pick. So why not with the 18th pick just to secure your guy? Yeah, because if they can give Tua an actual run game, he might actually be able to do something. That's a good yeah. That's a good call. Yeah. All right. Okay. Um, at 19 to the Washington football team, I have one of my favorite players in his entire draft class, Zayvon Collins out of Tulsa. Incredibly undervalued player because he goes to he plays for Tulsa. Um, right. Great linebacker. He's probably one of the best run-stopping linebackers I've seen in college in a long time. Uh, he takes amazing angles to the ball. Uh he sheds uh, blockers very easily because he's so athletic and like excited to get to the ball carrier. It's it's so fun to watch him play, and he also drops his own coverage good enough to be uh, to play uh, linebacker in the NFL, which was a question uh, last year, which is why he didn't come out because people were saying that he couldn't play coverage. And he's also uh, really good at tackling one on one outside the tackles. Um, much bigger deal in the NFL because if you don't get take that guy down in open space, it's another 15 yards, and he's right. really good at it. Uh, plus, plug him into the Washington football team. That defense is so good, so Very give good. them another just really solid player. Uh, my comparison for him was Anthony Barr because of the ability to just disrupt run run plays. Okay, uh, I, I like it. Uh, I, I have uh, yet again. We have a little flip. I say the football team, that they're going to take a shot on Taylor Heineke. Kid's a stud, if you ask me. Kid went out there and played a hard out against Tom Brady. I respect him. I think he deserves the week one start for sure. Uh, but if you're going to give him the start, I think he needs weapons. Your current wide receiver one is Scary Terry. And while I do like Scary Terry, he is not a prototypical wide receiver one in that he doesn't have good size. So I think you go out and you get you get one of the arguably one of the better receivers in this draft class, probably like right around three or four in receivers, probably four. Uh, and you go and you pick up Rashad Bateman. Uh, he's big. All right. He's solid. We've seen these Minnesota boys. They can play. Look at Antoine Winfield. Yeah. These dudes, Minnesota's they. A, Minnesota's a good program to come out they're of. They're a legit program nowadays. So I think you take a shot on Rashad Bateman. He's he's a big, lanky guy. He. he I mean, we've seen pretty plenty of big, lanky guys do very well at receiver. Yeah. So, I mean, you can't really go wrong there. And, I mean, currently, your wide receiver, too, I mean, who even is it? Is it Cam Sims? It's one of the Sims. They got two guys named Sims. I don't I remember. Don't Cam Sims. I think he could be a good wide receiver, three. Yeah. But uh, he can't be your wide receiver, two if you want to win games. Heineke, Heineke showed he can chuck the ball, which yeah, fits— he can Bateman well. <laughs> yeah, Bateman would enjoy that very much. All right, moving on to the much-anticipated 20th pick. All right, so this is your Chicago Bears. Um, yes, 
So we've talked a lot about this because you're obviously a Bears fan. Yeah. I, we both kind of seem like the Bears aren't keeping this pick no matter what. Uh, they they really want a quarterback, and um, there's just not one here for them to take unless you really want to go Mac Jones, but I don't think they're going to want to. So I think they're going to say if, if they – so if they get stuck with this pick, they're going to go, okay, the worst part of our team other than quarterback is offensive line. Uh, and an, an underrated guy out of USC, Elijah Vera Tucker, is still on the board. Um, I think we talked about this with him and Amon Ross St. Brown. The problem is when you have offensive players that have terrible quarterback play, they always get undervalued because they yeah. don't show all their skills because their quarterback sucks. And yeah. both these guys – have been at USC for a couple years, and they haven't had a quarterback to do anything with. Um, Vera, Vera Tucker is very good. He's got great balance. He's very strong. Um, he's very powerful at the point of attack. Um, he's a good pass blocker, which is what you want in Chicago, but he's also an amazing zone run blocker, which is good for uh, David Montgomery. Give him some space and yeah. let him just go, go get eight yards. Yeah. Um. I like the idea. Uh, you see, the Bears, it's a little bit controversial maybe. I understand that towards the beginning of the year, through the middle of the year, our offensive line was tragic, right? It, it was it was, it was, was garbage. Uh, I, we were giving our quarterbacks no time to throw. But towards the end of the year, like the last three or four weeks, we found a, li- we found a little hidden gem in a, in a kid named Sam Mustafer. And he started playing center for us. We moved Whitehair over to guard. And with that, I mean, if we get James Daniel healthy, uh, I mean, our, our interior O-line, it looked pretty good. The tackles I could see, but I'm not too, too worried about O-line here. Okay. Um, but I don't think I, I don't think the Bears keep this pick at the end of the day. So I, yeah. I, knowing that they need quarterback, I went ahead and gave him Mac Jones here. But I don't think it's it's right. realistic because I, I don't think they're picking here. Yeah, I think we're gonna even, we're gonna talk about some trades in a later episode for sure. And I think there's six. a lot of interest for Chicago. Yeah, I I I think they're trading the big name and they're moving up. Uh, we never know though. They could they could acquire Deshaun Watson somehow. Yeah, I think I I mean Texans still saying they're not gonna trade him. Watson's still saying he's gonna. He's starting to say he's gonna sit if he doesn't get traded. So it's getting interesting. It for is sure. getting interesting. Uh, but yeah, okay. I, I think they'll trade up. But yeah, Jones, sure. Yeah. All right. Um, Indianapolis Colts, great defense, pretty good uh, offense. Uh, offensive line is top three, I think. Jo- uh, Jonathan Taylor showed that he's an amazing, amazing running back. I think yeah. they're going to go – they just picked up Carson Wentz, give him a chance. Uh, they need a receiver for him, though. I think they're going to go Kadarius Tony out of Florida. Mm-hmm. The definition of an athlete. The, yeah. He's so good. He's he's tiny but he's and fast, but he has big hands, so he catches everything. He creates, like, crazy separation on his routes – uh, Kyle Trask was in the running for the Heisman, and I don't think anyone has him going in the first two rounds. And it's because he had Kadarius Tony and <laughs> Kyle Pitts just dominating. Um, 
And Kadarius Tony, I could see him also being used as a return man in the NFL. Um, and my comp for him is going to be Percy Harvin. Uh, if you remember Percy Harvin, yeah, very very elite athlete, loved to run with the ball. Oh yeah, uh, a great separation. I think it's kind of the same thing. And the Colts yeah, need a receiver because they need to move on from T.Y. Hilton. He's not as good as he ever. I don't think T.Y. Hilton was ever a top five receiver. No, he was not. Uh, he had a, he had like one good year when Luck was dominating the NFL. I think yeah. Michael Pittman also on the other side is going to be interesting because you get a big guy like Pittman and then a tiny guy like uh, Kadarius Tony. It's an it interesting dynamic. Yeah, it could be solid. Uh, I yeah, I went with a little bit of a safe pick if you're the Colts here. Uh, you know we're gonna we're gonna protect Carson Wentz and we're really gonna give him time to throw. They're losing Anthony Costanzo. Uh, he's a big piece for their offensive line, so I think you fill his spot here just just to keep Wentz you know nice and safe behind that fucking juggernaut that is an offensive line. Mm-hmm. And you take Tevin Jenkins, just a big fella. Uh, another another big white boy to clog the holes. Uh, you know, that's how Indianapolis likes him. That's uh, true. Uh, they love their Quentin Nelson, so they'll take they'll take another big old boy, and Tevin Jenkins, and they'll I mean they'll dominate on offense again. Not maybe not in the point category, but in the offensive line category. Yeah, I think if they get a good and um, if they can keep the offensive line as good as it was uh, last season. They have a really good shot at seeing if Wentz is worth was worth it. Yeah, yeah, I agree. All right, Tennessee, twenty-two. Um, so I I had Gregory Russo going to the Cardinals, but I had to move him down. And then I was like, ooh, let's t- let's send him to Tennessee. Uh, they they tried to pick up um, who was it? I can't think of his name for their edge rusher. Jadavian uh, Clowney. Jadavian Clowney. They tried to pick him up because they really needed like a guy to just really dominate on some yeah. quarterback pressure, and it didn't work. I think Gregory Russo could be that guy for them. He's lengthy. He's got good hand placement. He holds outside leverage really well, especially when he's he he. Um, I like to call it the Khalil Mack rush, where you just push the guy out of your way. And you just run around him, kind of with your hand extended, and just get to the quarterback. Uh, that's what he does that very well, and he's a very good athlete, so he's okay. able to do stuff like that at this level. Okay, all right. Uh, I also have the Titans going defense. I don't really think their offense needs to be amped up right now. I think their defense definitely does though, because they have a knack for giving up points. Uh, and I'm going to go ahead and give him a linebacker. Uh, I'm going to give him an Alabama connection as well. Uh, Rashawn Evans has been very good for them. I think they sure up that other middle linebacker spot and take Dylan Moses. Great pick. Dylan Moses is – he's a stud. He's an Alabama linebacker, need I say more. Uh, he hits <laughs> – he's aggressive. Uh, he, he could be – Next to Rashawn Evans, that could be a scary group to go up against. And Harold Landry. And Harold Landry on the outside spot. So that, that's a yeah. scary. Ooh. And we've talked about this before. Uh, 
Alabama guys love playing together. So it's always good to pick up another one if you've got a couple. They got Evans, they have, and they have Derrick Henry. So that'd be an yeah. interesting pick for them. Yeah, yeah I definitely, uh, I definitely like to pick there. Twenty three. What do you got the Jets going with? Okay, the Jets. I got another edge rusher. Uh, they got them. I got them going Aziz Ojulariye here. Um, I don't know if they're gonna keep this pick because I don't know. I don't know what the Jets are doing yet. So I just think I have them going quarterback earlier. Um, they need defense too. Ojulariye needs to come off the board for me in the first round. I think he's a first round kind of talent. Um, yeah. And I think the Jets are going to take him here. Uh, great first step. He's very strong. He's really good in the run game. Not as good in the pass game. Uh, which, for an edge rusher, is kind of scary, right? You want your edge guys to dominate the pass game and get to the quarterback. But he's also, like, I don't know. It's the Jets. So, like, it's not going to be that big a deal if he's not sacking people. It's not like you're going to win games simply because of him. So sure. You're not. Uh... I think we're both kind of not sold on Ojolarier completely, which is, I think, yeah. fair to say. Yeah, I, I don't know about him yet, but uh, for me, for the Jets at 23, uh, we're going with Zach Wilson at number two, right? Ride or die. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think you got to protect Zach Wilson if you're going to take him number two. I think they take Christian Darisaw if he's on the board here. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, just a, a very solid O-lineman. Uh, just get a guy – that you are are almost positive will be a decent O lineman. You you don't need great if you're the Jets right now. You just need decent. That's true. So Especially I, I, if you take a guy I see with a lot of upside. Very well rounded guy with good upside. Yeah. Uh, why not take Christian Darisaw here? Yeah, and they just uh, they got Onwenu last year. To play tackle, so now they can put uh, Darisol at uh, the other tackle, and okay. they have their tackles for the future. You cut out, what'd you say? They also have Makai Becton, don't they? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, that's, this could this could potentially sol- develop into a very good O-line. solid O-line. That's yeah. Yeah. Okay. I don't... I, I, I like that pick. Yeah. I have him coming off earlier, but if he's there, that's a great pick for them. Yeah. Uh, what do you got the Steelers going at 24 here? Okay, Pittsburgh. If they get their defense healthy, I think Big Ben is terrible. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. I don't yeah, like no, he's, Big Ben. He's, he's a garbage fire. Yeah, I I really don't like him. But I don't think they're going to go quarterback because um, I think he's gonna. it's going to be one of those situations where they're going to let him leave on his own terms. Uh, Probably. Kind of like the Saints did with Drew Brees. Yeah. Uh, I think they're going to go running back. Their running game was terrible, partially because James Conner is not very good, partially because their offense can't run block. But might as well pick up a guy who doesn't really need much blocking in Travis Etienne. Uh, yeah. Great vision, amazing balance, game-changing big playability. If you give him a hole and he hits it, he can get 15, 20 yards, maybe more. Um, yeah. And he's also an amazing pass catcher, and he beats his linebackers if, if you put a linebacker on him, he's winning that route almost every time, yeah. which is I, why I'm going to compare him to Alvin Kamara. Um, I don't think he's going to. I don't think he's going to be as good in the pass game 
but I think he's going to be close and then probably better rusher. And don't forget to mention, uh, he has a very large forehead. So <laughs> that could, you know, that could be good for these running backs that like to get concussed, you know. Uh, I don't know about ETM with that big skull he's got, you know. He might be all right. And like he said, he is a game changer. I, I really do like Travis ETN. All jokes aside, I, I let him slip out of my first round here just because he is a running back. But uh, mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't be surprised if, like, the Steelers do take a shot on him. And I'd be pissed because, you know, I don't like the Steelers. I don't think most people yeah, like the Steelers. Uh, you know, I would not want to see him go there. I'd like to see him go to a little bit more interesting of a team, but I would understand why they'd take him. Okay. What do you uh, got? For me, I've got the Steelers taking an O-lineman here. Just grab Jalen Mayfield. Uh, it's a boring pick for a boring team. Uh, they have to give Ben. They have to give Big Benjamin as much time as possible, uh, so he can talk to the sorority girls. Uh, that's a good joke, by the way, ladies and gentlemen. That's a fantastic oh, joke. <laughs> uh, but, I mean, Big Ben can't uh, hardly move. He needs a walker to get outside the pocket. So I think you're gonna kind of have to just keep shoring up that O line as you go. Yeah, if you're and Alex he retired, so. Yeah, yeah, so you you might as well fill him. So I think they could go Jalen Mayfield here. I, I don't know, just a just an average pick. I, I think he's a good fit. Okay, yeah, Jalen Mayfield's a guy that's coming out that everyone's kind of like, he's going to be he's gonna be good. Yeah. He's not yeah. going to be crazy. He's not going to be bad. He's going to be good. Uh, it's a good pick in the first round by any team, I think. Yeah. Uh, okay, Jacksonville, their second pick here in the first round. Um, I have them going tight end and picking up Brevin Jordan out of Miami. Um, I think he's an underrated guy because okay. I think Kyle Pitts kind of overshadows every other tight end in this class. Yes, and it does. makes people kind of question guys like Brevin Jordan or a Pat Fryermuth out of Penn State who's was projected top ten and is now not even looking at a first-round uh, grade by most people. So I yeah. like Brevin Jordan a lot, though. Um, he's he's like a poor man's Kyle Pitts almost. He's got good hands. He's explosive. He's a great route runner. He If he gets the ball in space, it's, it's, a, it's a great day. Um, and he's got big playability. Um, I compared uh, – I think they're a lot alike, and I compared uh, Pitts to Waller. So I'm comparing Brevin Jordan to Jonu Smith uh, in Tennessee. Yeah, love Jonu Smith. Because also I think Brevin Jordan is a better blocker than Pitts and then a less dynamic receiver, which is kind of how Jonu is with Darren Waller. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I've got the Jags. Obviously, they're taking Trevor Lawrence with the first pick. If they don't, that will shock the world. If they uh, don't, Meyer should be fired. So I think they try to protect their asset that is Trevor Lawrence, and they go Alex Leatherwood here. Alabama. It's a good pick. Yeah, I mean, you can't go wrong with an Alabama O-lineman. We've seen that time in, time out. They're, they're solid. Alabama or Notre Dame, you, you just can't go wrong. So we'll, we'll take them, you know? Yeah. At 25, I think it's good value for Leatherwood. Uh, I think the Jags w- w- would appreciate. I, I mean, a guy who comes out of Alabama is usually very poised. 
coming out from under Nick Saban. They're, they're usually very, think, very professional. I, I think uh, this season, like the last two seasons, Leatherwood had like five total penalties called on him, too. Like yeah, he does not commit penalties. Very disciplined. That's what yeah. Alabama's all about. It was like five or six. I can't remember. Yeah, I, I, I like the Alex Leatherwood pick here. Just get yourself a, a guy that you're pretty sure is going to be just a solid O-lineman. Yeah, good pick, right. good pick. Cleveland. Okay, I got a guy coming out here who's probably a second-round guy, but it's late first round, and I think he fits Cleveland really well. Uh, Tommy Togiai out of Ohio State. Incredibly fast defensive tackle. Uh, he's great in the pass game, pretty good in the run game, but since he's fast, he is really good at pers- like pursuing the ball carrier. He dominates one-on-one in pass protection, though, which is the big deal for me. Uh, two years ago, when Chase Young was there, they had to they had to double Chase Young against Ohio State, so they gave Togiai one-on-ones, and he just would break through. Yeah. Uh, last season, Chase Young's gone. They doubled Togiai a lot more, and he didn't have as nearly enough, nearly as good a year. You put him in Cleveland. You let him and Miles. You let him. Uh, you let Miles Garrett take the Chase Young role, and you let Togiai kind of go back to what he did two years ago. I kind I think it's a good pick for him. Honestly, yeah, it's not a bad pick. I will say it. It might be a little early, but it is a good yeah. it's scheme yeah. pick. Uh, I didn't know what to do with Cleveland, so I, I that was kind of. I might be making cool. a reach. I might be making a reach here as well. Uh, I look at Cleveland and I see a lot of threats. They have a decent quarterback in Baker. Uh, they've got great running backs, obviously. They've got s- solid receivers when they're healthy. Uh, I mean, that defense has got a great secondary. Is that the best line in football, too? They have a great O line, a scary front four on defense, but there's one thing lacking a linebacking core. To me, they don't have one. Yeah, uh, I mean, they start Jelani Vi. Dude, yeah, he's so bad. The linebacking core could use an upgrade, and I think this kid could be a very good NFL linebacker. I think he left a little to be desired in college. He's a Mizzou boy, Nick Bolton. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he left a lot, like I said, a lot to be desired when he played at Mizzou. There were just some holes there, but I think under the right system in a Cleveland Browns defense with a defense that has so many imposing figures, a.k.a. Miles Garrett. Uh, Denzel Ward. Denzel Ward is a stud. Uh, I mean, young up-and-comers like Grant Delpit is in that defense now. You need Greedy Williams. Greedy Williams can still do things. Yeah. You know, if he ever figures it out, it's yeah, a, it's that's a questionable one, but I like his, I like him. So. And I think Nick Bolton would, I mean, he gets in there, another young guy, and all of a sudden you got a young, fast defense that's looking to just tear teams up. Yeah. I already like uh, Cleveland as like a top three AFC team. I think if they had a really good linebacker, they're definitely top three. Yeah. Right. What do you got the Ravens doing here at 27? Uh, the Ravens. Let's be real. The Ravens need two things. They need receivers that can actually catch, <laughs> yeah. and they need um, defensive ends or like defensive a defensive line. But yeah. I have them going safety because 
I really th- like um, the idea of them picking up Javon Holland out of Oregon uh, because, like, I compare – like, my NFL comparison for him is Earl Thomas. Okay. Like, uh, they, they signed Earl Thomas. It did not go well. Uh, pick up a guy that I think plays kind of like him. He's a he's a good enough tackler, right? But he's got tremendous ball skills, great range. He's athletic. He's a ball hawk. He loves to drop zone coverage and just sit in the middle right. of the field and wait. Uh, and I think if they can get like prime Earl Thomas along with Marcus Peters and Jimmy Smith, that secondary is just amazing. So I liked that pick for them. I agree. I think it's a very solid pick for him. Uh, for me here, uh, I, I've got a guy you talked about for a brief second earlier. Uh, the Ravens, they do need a receiver. They do not need another small receiver, for God's sake. Give Lamar someone big to throw to. That's uh, not just Brian. More physical. And I'm taking a shot on Amon Ross St. Brown. I like Amon Ross St. Brown. He's got a cool name. He's a bit of a stud if you ever watched him actually play. Yeah. He's good. He plays at USC, so, you know, he's, he's not getting the greatest quarterback play. Uh, For sure. No. We don't, I, 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 I mean, I – go ahead. I think the Ravens could – They. I think they, they could do good things with him, honestly. Yeah. I really like Amon Rob because he's, he's like a big guy, but he plays like – he plays like a smaller guy. Like he's fast and he he likes to run like crossing routes. But he but you can also just throw the ball up to him on any route and he can he's just big. He has a chance to go up and get. Yeah, moving on to pick number twenty eight, I think. All right, pick twenty eight. Uh, I don't think I've said this yet. I am a Saints fan, uh, so this is my New Orleans Saints pick. Um, it's pretty much guaranteed. Drew Brees is retiring. Sad to see him go, but. Like he's he's probably my favorite football player ever, right? But it's probably time for him to move on. He didn't end the year well. Uh, really? We every report I've seen, the Saints like Jameis Winston. However, I'm not sure how it's actually gonna go. I just can't tell. I I left this guy on my board because I want us to take him because I really like him. Mac Jones, Alabama. Yeah. I think Mac Jones was has been completely undervalued simply because uh, he he probably had the best receivers, O-line, and running back combo we've seen in college football ever. Yeah, yeah. And I think, and I think because of that, people were just like, he's, he's not that good. But, like, someone has to actually facilitate the offense. Yeah. Um, I don't think he's, like, a top 10 pick, obviously, but I think he's a good pick in the first round here, and I want the Saints to take him because I really like him, and that's my team. Uh, great accuracy. <laughs> and then the thing that I think people undervalue, his decision-making is phenomenal. He makes decisions quickly and flawlessly, and he doesn't throw interceptions. He barely throws incompletions. Uh, even though he's not mobile, he moves in the pocket well. He likes to manipulate the pocket so he can get better angles. And he has good deep ball, which... I always like because I like to see big chunk plays in the pass game. Exciting. Um, and then like we give him Camara and Michael Thomas. I think he's going to have weapons again. We got a good O line. Yeah. I think it's a good scheme. Fit. 
Um, my comparison for him is Ryan Tannehill. Because um, I never, I don't think he's ever going to be top 10. Uh, Tannehill might be top 10. I don't think he's ever going to be top 5. But Tannehill's he's gonna be, top 10. Yeah. But he's going to be good enough to get you to the playoffs and to win games in the playoffs. And if you give him a team around him, like we saw with Tannehill, he's going to be a good enough quarterback. Uh, and he, he's also, like, he likes to sit in the pocket, he throws the ball well, stuff like that. But, uh, so yeah, that's what I have to say it's going here. I like the pick. I do. Uh, if he gets there, I think they will take him. Yeah, everything I've seen, if, if we can get him, we will take him. If he doesn't, I think they go corner. That's a big need for you guys, minus Marshawn Lattimore, who still, to me, I'm not sold fully. I uh, I wish Marshawn Lattimore played every game like he did, like he plays against Mike Evans. That's all I can say. Yeah, um, if you play like he plays. I feel like he doesn't try sometimes, and that makes me really upset. <laughs> yeah, uh, it, it kind of does feel like that, but I think they go Asante Samuel Jr. here. Uh, I like Asante Samuel. I think he's a solid corner. Uh, you don't need perfection, let's say, in New Orleans because for some reason these players will just pump out and be like all pros anyways. So yes, <laughs> I mean, you grab a guy in like late first round, he's probably just gonna turn into an all pro corner anyways. So you might as well. I mean, he's a good athlete. He's a good ball player. Dad was in the league for like ten years. So he's been on one of the Super Bowls. Yeah. I've been around the game for a long time, so I, I think it's always a good pick there. Yeah, no, I like that pick. I had Asante Samuel uh, drop out of my first round, but I think he's an early second round guy for yeah. sure. Yeah. Uh, all right, 29, the Green Bay Packers. Uh, I hate to do this zoo guy, but you're also a Bears fan. But I have Green Bay going Nick Bolton. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Definition of a Mike linebacker. He's he's so good. Uh, shoots gaps phenomenally. Drops coverage phenomenally. He's fast. He's energetic. He uh, he break. He he's really good uh, at breaking up passes, which is an underrated thing I think of his because it's not something you look for in a linebacker. Like it's not like yeah. oh that's the third thing I want, but it's like the seventh maybe, and he's good at it. So. Uh, I have him compared to Demario Davis, but I'm gonna say like older Demario Davis when he was like a top four linebacker for a couple years. Okay. okay. I still think Demario Davis is good, but he's definitely regressing. Yeah, a little bit. He's still very solid though. Yeah. Uh, here I've got the Packers. Uh, Kenny Clark was kind of disappointing last year. Uh, uh, yeah, now, especially because he was really good last couple seasons before that. Production last year. Uh, so I think they get the, they get him a little accompanying piece, if you will, to take a little bit of pressure off him. Uh, I, th- I think they go and get Christian Barmore with this pick. Uh, he, like you said, he's good. He reminds me a lot of I, – I went and watched some stuff after you were talking about him the other day, and he does remind me a bit of DeForest Buckner. Yeah, I'm telling he's you, a, it's, he's interesting. He's, he's an interesting guy. Uh, I hate to say that because if the Packers get him – that kind of sucks, but uh, I think if he's here and the Packers have this pick, they're they're taking him. All right. Thirtieth um, pick, Buffalo. Buffalo. I think that their defense has some major concerns. We saw that in the playoffs, but I think they're going to go offense because I think there was a 
bigger concern than their defense and it's their run game. Yeah. They just they literally can't run the football. That's like, true. They just stopped trying in the in the playoffs. Um and for me, the other running back in the that I could see going first round is Najee Harris. You already have him off your board. Um yeah. and I think he fits that that's uh team well because he's going to be a guy that can that can power that he's like a power back but he's also very nimble and he's fast uh great uh footwork bounces off tacklers and he's he's great between the tackles he's great on an outside run uh and he he runs really good short routes so he's going to be a good check down guy for josh allen um when he's not looking like they already like they used cole beasley for that but it's nice to have like the ability to just give it to your running back and let Cole Beasley go mid mid level, you know? Yeah. Uh, and I think you're going to like my NFL comp. I'm going to say Matt Forte, Ooh. Uh, just a really solid runner. He's not like crazy flashy, but he gets the yeah. job done. He's good in run. He's good in pass. And he's, and he just, he runs with like character. He, he okay. likes to hit guys. Uh, he gets he he doesn't talk much, stuff like that. He's a quiet fella. It's a good comparison. I love Matt Forte. I really like Najee Harris. Uh, I I could see it in Buffalo. You know, cold weather like that too. Having a having a pretty big boy run the ball is always nice. True. Uh, thir- thirty here for me. Uh, a guy that you were very high praised on. Uh, I got the Bills. They have Tremaine Edmonds, right? He's a very solid linebacker. Uh, they don't really have a complimentary piece to him. So I say, you know, that defense was a little shaky at times last year. So I say let's shirt it up. Let's take Zayvon Collins. Uh, yeah. Very solid linebacker. Plays at Tulsa. Like so not a lot of not a lot of not a lot of views. All right, on his highlight reel, I'll tell you that much. But it's a pretty good highlight reel at the end of the day. And he's he's kind of a stud. Yeah, I will. Say, I'm gonna say this: if you are watching and you haven't seen Zayvon Collins' tape, I would go watch it because if you like football and you like watching guys just get destroyed by linebackers, that's a good tape to watch. <laughs> good. Uh, right. Anyways, I think it's a good value pick there for him. But moving on to the 31st pick, the Kansas City Chiefs. Okay, Chiefs. The dynasty is still strong. Don't let anyone tell you differently. This team is so good. They they lost, whatever. They'll be back. But offensive line was a big problem. Probably lost from the Super Bowl. I think that I think Jalen Mayfield is, is – I know you have him going earlier, and I can see him falling off the board, but if he's still here, I don't see them passing on him. Uh, he's a decent run blocker. Uh which is all you really need for Kansas City because he's a phenomenal pass blocker. Yeah. Um, and he's he's got NFL size. He's got NFL strength. He's got NFL speed. You just The question is, is he going to hold up against NFL edge rushers? Because he, he's, he, he plays a lot of right tackle, and that, that's usually where you put your best edge rusher in the NFL yeah. nowadays. Your yeah. Khalil Max, your... Your J.J. Watts, your Nick Bosa's, your you put them all on the right tackle and you let them go to work. So we'll see if he holds up, but I think that that's a good pick for them. Even if, it, especially because it could just add depth, which they showed they needed. Yeah, yeah, 
I got the Chiefs also going O-line here because, as you said, it did lose them that Super Bowl. Their offensive line performed horribly, uh, but give props to Todd Bowles and that Buccaneers defense because he absolutely shut down Mahomes. We didn't really even shut down Mahomes. Mahomes is still gunning like, like the MVP that he is. But, you know, he just had nothing to work with. But I've got the Chiefs taking Elijah Vera Tucker. I don't know if he falls this far, but if he does, they grab him. Uh, sure, that, that tackle spot again as well. Uh, I mean, it's just at that point, it's that's a value pick for a spot that they need. So, yeah, why not? That's true. Yeah, if they can get Vera Tucker, which I haven't gone to Chicago, right? And we both agreed that that pick's probably not staying in Chicago. He could right. fall. So... Uh, I I like that because he's definitely better so than yeah. Jalen Mayfield. Yeah. Okay. Last pick, first round, Tampa Bay Bucks. Quincy Roche, out of Miami. Yeah. 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 I don't really know what the Bucks need. They like I don't know how long we trust Tom Brady, but they got a great O line. They got great receivers. They got two good backs. They got a great secondary. They got great linebackers. They have a Great defensive front, but uh, Jason Pierre-Paul is old. True. Bring in a guy like Quincy Roche. He's a little bit of a project. you got to give him a little bit of time to develop. Put him on the other edge. Let him and Shaq Barrett go to work just like you're letting Jason Pierre-Paul do right now. Let him learn from JPP. He's got more fingers than JPP, so he's obviously better. Exactly. Uh, But I just like... I just like Roche. He's quick out of his stance, which is always nice out of an edge rusher. His hand placements always looks nice. That's why he's always getting around people. Uh, he's he's decently strong, but he's powerful when he needs to be. Right. And he's patient, which is kind of rare but from a, from a college rusher because usually they just pin their ears back and they go for the quarterback. Oh, yeah. He kind of – he kind of likes to watch the quarterback a little bit and see what's happened and, and then attack when he needs to. You know what I'm saying? Right. Wait, wait for the right time to strike. Yeah. So I like that pick. For them. How about you? For me, uh, I have a different guy written down, but hearing you talk about Quincy Roche, you've convinced me I'm a believer. I think <laughs> this so go Roche right there, but I put this guy down because I just wanted to talk about him. Kyle Trask is not going to go in the first round. Okay. Okay. But I wrote his name down because I think he goes to the Buccaneers. All right? And if he goes to the Buccaneers, he is, by all means, a pretty average college. Like, he, he's an above-average college quarterback, but, like, he has the tools of, like, a pretty mediocre NFL quarterback, right? Yeah. Look at Tom Brady. That's uh, what, I mean, said the same thing about him. Exactly. A lot of things have been said very similar to Tom Brady. And how many rings that motherfucker got, dude? Seven. Maybe Seven more. suckers on his on his hands. You put Kyle Trask there, you let him sit for two years, and you see if he pulls off a Tom Brady. And you let Tom Brady tell him how to do it. You let Tom I Brady like pick. I could see them going with Trask later on, like second or third round. Yeah, I could see I think that. that's a really good place for him to go. I think I think Tampa Bay would be the best place for him to go. Yeah, I'm trying to think right now where else I would want to see Trask because I like Trask in college. I think he's a good give him a couple years to develop, and I can't think of anywhere better than Tampa. It's just the fact that Tom Brady's there. Yeah, yeah. 
I mean, as much of a kid kisser as he is, he is the GOAT. He's the GOAT, and you got to like, respect him. Like, Even when you don't want to. <laughs> exactly. All right, well, uh, that wraps up the mock draft. Pretty long episode here today. Uh, yeah. I knew it was going to be a long, long one. I think, I think it went pretty well. Uh, if you're watching, oh, thank you. We appreciate it. Yes, thank you very much. We appreciate everything. <laughs> thank uh, you for sitting. You got to this point. Thank you for sitting through it. That was a long time. If you, if you watched the whole thing, let us know uh, if you liked our our mocks. Uh, if you thought some picks were bad, if you thought some were good, maybe right. it was better. I don't know. Uh, oh, the the old fashioned whose was better. That that's fine. That's yeah. fine. Uh. In, in case you're wondering, uh, if you got to this point and you still haven't figured it out, I am Tej. That is Thompson on the other side. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm just reiterating that. That way, whenever all the people are saying Tej, uh, or when all the people oh, are saying Thompson, okay. they're not getting it wrong. So, because okay. obviously mine was better. But, uh, like, like we just said, thanks for watching. Uh, and peace. Yeah. Have a, have a good day, guys. Thank you.